0: <laughs> all right, I'm glad on the recording, Emily's joke on me wasn't, wasn't <laughs> recorded, So, but she is right. I'm growing out all my hair and my beard, at least until the end of the year. So we'll see what happens. This is the longest my hair has ever been, guys, ever. Um, so it doesn't look that long now, but when it's not, yeah, when it's wet. So. Uh, like I was saying, we're in this series called Uprising, and it's been, it's been a really good series. So each week is theme. We've talked about rising hope. We've talked about rising faith, rising unity, rising influence, rising, I don't know if we've talked about rising boldness yet, but that's coming. Uh, we've talked about rising light, rising intimacy. Uh, today, the theme on this passage is rising consideration or rising selflessness. Like, in all these things, we need to rise up in the body of Christ if we're actually going to be the body of Christ, the family of God, the ministers of reconciliation, people who actually make a difference in our city and our world. And if you're here this morning and you're a follower of Jesus, that's what you should desire. You should desire those things to rise up in you. You should desire those things to rise up in the body of Christ, you should desire that that we are people created to influence our city and the world for the renewal of all things, for the reconciliation of all people through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not a follower of Jesus in here this morning, that's what we're all about. That's what the church is about. The church isn't about overbearing. The church isn't about dominance. The church isn't about uh, telling the society that they're wrong and we're right. The church is about loving other people in the name of Jesus, building bridges, being ministers of reconciliation, ambassadors for Christ, and drawing people into the kingdom of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do that if we look like the rest of the world. How can we do that? How can you be a minister of reconciliation if you can't even reconcile with someone in your family? With someone in this family? How can you do that? How can you be anything to the world as of value if you can't live those things out among your brothers and sisters in Christ? You can. And so when we're talking about rising up, like these things have to rise up in the church in order for them to rise up in society. We have to see them happen here. And so many of you um, uh, are, missing, are missing that. And so uh, this morning is actually gonna be a little different. Um, I was, like, it's been a really, I don't, I don't know your week. I've talked to a lot of you guys on, on your week and uh, your week has been not so good. You've, for whatever reason, you've gone through some hardship, you've gone through some Um, uh, heaviness, you're carrying burdens, like I can see it on your faces now, I can see it in your posture now, a lot of you have come in like just, I don't know, dejected, discouraged, Um, and and it may be something like you failed your exam at school, maybe a broken relationship, and maybe you feel like there's no way out. Of your present situation, it may feel like, man, there's just more darkness than there is light. It may feel like I hate this job and I just want to get out of here. It may feel like your whole life has been up to this point has been on a trajectory that you didn't want it on. I don't know what it is for you this morning, but for us, and I'm just going to be real and honest with you, um, and, and not cry. Um, And if you're new, I'm sorry. (laughs) But this is, we're going to like, we're going to talk about the family of God this morning. That's what this whole passage is about. And many of you guys don't realize that you've stepped into a family this morning. Like that is the metaphor for the body of Christ. The bride of Christ, the household of God, the family of God. That's what we're supposed to be. But we don't treat each other like family. And and we can't bring the world into something that's like the world if in here we can't be family. Michelle and I were talking this morning, and just to clarify something, I wasn't saying that there's all these sales and I want to go and <laughs> buy stuff. That's me on the spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, we were saying people love the sales of this time of year. But, but we're talking about this local gift campaign and you're, everyone's willing to go get the sale and they're like, oh, I'm saving money because it's 20% off, 50% off, but we're not willing to give to the mission and vision of God. And, and so that's a little heavy. I mean, we were talking about that this morning and, and, uh, so where was I going with that? Family. Family. But where was I going with that? (laughs) (laughs) So I have no idea. And, and so this morning's gonna be a little different. I actually did not prepare a sermon this morning. Uh, because this week has been, and so if you're new with us, normally I walk, we preach expository through the passage, we go through that, I, I, I teach through the passage, and, and you know, all, all that stuff. You can go listen to those sermons online. Um, this is, <laughs> This is not gonna be one of those times today Uh, because like said for Missy and I we've six years next week We'll have been in Toronto um, And that's yeah, we're that's really good. We're really excited about that about celebrating that Um, uh, It was a big it was a big move for us a big decision and um, Yeah, I can't believe it's been six years, but out of those six years this past week has been the toughest week for us aside from one other week I can think of, and that's the week that Daniel and Linda, if you know who they are, um, decided to leave Toronto. And so it's been emotionally tough, it's been spiritually, it's been mentally difficult and, and draining, and, and so every time I sat down to uh, read this passage and open this book, I was just drawn to the Father's feet to pray. I was just reading everything I could in here, apart, <laughs> including that passage, but I was just all over the place. Um, and, and so, I don't, what I don't wanna do in this time is highlight why it's been difficult. Um, some of you guys know, um, and you've been Awesome. You've been there with us. You've been, you've been um, so encouraging. So thank you. Um, It's nothing like to just to put your mind at ease, like nothing's happening in our family. nothing like that. Um, Nothing's happening outside of our, nothing's happening in our marriage. Nothing's happening with our kids. Uh, We're all good. It's just things that are happening in the church. And, and when I talk about family, if we are family, we should be able to talk about these things. Now, this is a a mixed crowd, so we're not going to go deep into it, because what I don't want to do is talk about the strife. I don't want to talk about the burden. I don't want to talk about the emotional difficulties. I want to point us to Jesus today. I want us to see the beauty of Jesus. He's the one who heals. I want us to see the beauty of the gospel. He's the one who reconciles through the gospel, through giving himself up. And we talked about that last week. Christ's sacrifice is the lens that we view everything through. Those are scarred lenses. We see through his scars, right? I, that is the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of intimacy in the family of God. That's the beauty of relationship. And what I want for you this morning is for you to experience freedom. And some of you guys are shackled. And, and, I'm, and it's like when someone gets close and trying to release that shackle from your leg and say, no, you can have freedom in Christ. All you're doing is biting and scratching and clawing because you've been hurt and there's pain. And I'm trying to release that shackle from you this morning because it's binding you. Something is, there's a stronghold in you today and there may be a stronghold in our community where I just want us to step forward into freedom today. Can we do that? Can we, like, just step forward into freedom together? And those things that we sang, can those actually be true in our church? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? You guys should have said nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. What can stop him? Nothing. Like, everything that we sang today is so encouraging. But, but yet, there are things that are stopping us. There are things that are stopping you from going deeper into community. There are things that are stopping you from, your, from rising influence. There's things that are stopping you from seeing rising light. There's things that are stopping and hindering you from rising intimacy in the body of Christ. And those things we want gone today. We want healing today. We want restoration today. We want reconciliation today. Can we step into those things today together? And so I'm going to say a few words on this passage. I'm going to say a few words in Ephesians, and then we're actually going to spend the rest of the time in prayer and in song. Okay, so our prayer team is going to be available for you guys to be prayed over. And prayer team, you guys, wherever you are on the prayer team, um, you guys, you guys need prayer as well. Don't feel like you're just giving. Uh, you guys need that as well, so go to each other. Our prayer team guys, they are gifted in intercessory prayer. This is one of the spiritual gifts, intercession, and each one of them is is gifted. So it's not just some random person praying, although we can all pray, uh, but they, there's a spiritual endowment there that they want to intercede on your behalf for you. So that's going to happen, and then we're going to go into song. Now, I said a few sermons ago, Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, let me read it to you. Sorry, Isaiah, I don't think I I told you about this. Don't worry about the screen. Just listen, guys. It's a short passage. Uh, Paul says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. How many of you guys are filled with the Spirit this morning? That is a prayer I pray regularly. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Now, uh, just a quick theology here. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the spirit of God. You have been indwelt with the spirit. Paul dealt with that in Ephesians chapter 1. You've been sealed. He's a guarantee of your inheritance in the kingdom of God, in Christ Jesus. You have the fullness of the spirit. But in this life, we still live in the flesh. And Paul says we need this constant, this, this verb here is in the present tense, this constant, continual filling of the spirit has to happen because... Every day we're inputting things into ourselves and we're inputting bad things. We're inputting, you know, what people say to us, lies. We're inputting what the enemy wants to speak to us, lies. We're inputting our, our affliction. We're inputting our suffering that is not for righteousness' sake but, but for other reasons. We're, we're inputting uh, our struggles at work. We're, we're inputting Netflix. We're inputting horrible, bad, pop, top 40 pop music. We're inputting... Justin Bieber. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, We're we're inputting all these things, and Paul says we need a continual filling of the Spirit to take those things out. He says in Philippians 4, set your mind on things that are pure, that are true, that are noble, just, praiseworthy of excellence. Those are the things that we set our minds on. He says in Colossians 3, set your mind on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, meaning his work is done in your life, guys, is not just in Christ. Paul says your life is... Christ your life is Christ conquered on the throne seated in the heavenlies with our Lord Jesus Christ that's your reality today if you're in Christ Jesus that is an amazing reality to be sitting with Jesus our life in him our life is him and so He says, be filled with the Spirit, continually. And he says, it looks like this. And he has four, four things he says here. Or maybe it's three, maybe I counted wrong. One, doesn't matter. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's kind of weird, right? Addressing one another in hymns and psalms, so, sorry, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Like singing doesn't come naturally for me. I'm always scared that when I wear this mic and I'm sitting there, like my, it's gonna come on. Like, I just think like Darren or Dave are just gonna like click it on sometime and I'm gonna be singing because I have a horrible voice and I'm tone deaf and I have no rhythm and on and on and on. Um, so that, that's not a natural thing to me. So that may not be natural to you. Uh, but why would we do that? Because we're more defined by the joy of the Lord than by our struggles, than by our circumstances. Joy, guys, joy isn't this happiness where you're like all peppy and, and stuff and everything. Joy is this deep-seated, uh, this deep-seated experience with the Lord where you know that he's in control, and you can find joy in that. When you know that he's sovereign, when you know that he's good, and you can find joy in that. And out of that comes psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you know that there are over 185 recorded songs in the Bible? Okay, one of them is, like, 150 of them are in the book of Psalms, so. (laughs) Still. There's 35 more, did I do that math right? Okay, there's 35 more in the Bible. Songs. There's, you add Psalms, you have Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, which is called Song of Songs, which means like, this is the song of all songs. Right, that's what that means. You have Lamentations. Most of us don't look at that as a songbook, but Lamentations is, is weeping over Jerusalem. It's, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a song book, uh, and then scattered all through the scriptures we have songs. We have the song of Moses, and, and guys, has anyone read the Lord of the Rings in here? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You know the songs in Lord of the Rings? There's songs all over it. Every time I get to one of those, I'm like, I know I should read this, but I'm like, <laughs> that's how we are with the scriptures sometimes. We get to the songs, we're like, what? Moses is singing a song? That's weird. He just like, it's like a musical, he just breaks out in a song and dance. Uh, it's kind of weird. Those are some of the most theologically significant passages in the entire scriptures. Song of Moses, song of Miriam, song of Deborah, song of Baruch, song of songs, song of Solomon, songs of David, songs of Asaph, songs of uh, Paul and Silas in prison singing a song and the Lord releasing them and freeing them. The... The saints in Revelation sing a song. In Exodus 15, you have the Song of Moses. In Revelation 15, you have the Song of the Saints. And the themes are the exact same in both books, bookends of the scriptures. They're about freedom, they're about God and his, his might and him freeing us from oppression. They're about his, him being almighty like we just sang. And so the Bible is filled with songs, Isaiah, Ezekiel, songs all the way throughout, all through the prophets. And, and so we're gonna sing later. And, and because th- this is the reason also, um, when we look at songs, because this has been for Missy and I this week, we knew that we went, when we went into the series, our leadership team, we knew as a church that we would enter into spiritual warfare. We knew that this entire year, Going from the book of Daniel, spiritual awareness, spiritual character and the Sermon on the Mount, uh, spiritual gifts uh, through the summer, and then now in Ephesians, spiritual warfare, we knew we were entering into something as a church and God was going to sift us a little bit and refine us. That sounds great until you get into the fire and the crucible. In order to be refined, we have to have that fire. The Proverbs says, gold is for, and I always mix this up, guys, so I might be misquoting this. Gold is for the crucible, silver for the furnace, or maybe the other way around. And it has this indication that we come out as precious metals. But we have to be refined, we have to be sifted. Uh, Jamie said, it was months ago when you, when you was our collective, where, where, where Jamie said that over our church um, into the season. We're like, yeah, that's awesome, I'm refining, and, sit. and now we're like, man, this sucks. Like, it was an incredibly difficult week for us. Um, and um, yeah but at the same time we're so grateful for the refining process that God is taking our church through we're we're so grateful for it because what's going to happen on the other end is precious metals that stuff is going to get sifted off the top now I I read somewhere this week or heard somewhere uh, um, that that the pain, and I told someone this this week too, that the pain of staying the same is often, is, 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 gr- is greater than the pain of change, okay? The pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, but we fear the pain of change, okay? Cuz we're like, oh, I could stay the same, like, that's okay. Like I got a toothache, Like yeah, I can live with that, I don't wanna get a root canal. Like, there's drills, there's a recovery period, all that. I can, I don't, I'm going to put that off. Guys, we can't put it off anymore. Um, There's this pain of staying the same. Now, right now, our church is in the pain of change. And there might be a recovery period, but we're going to emerge and rise up better. Like, that is how God refines and sifts and does those things. So, he says, addressing one another in spiritual songs. So, like I said, we're going to do that. We're actually going to sing, we're going to pray, we're going we're to cover uh, this place and this community. You know, the presence of God is not contained by these four walls. We're going to cover it with the Spirit. We're going to sing praises to God and we're going to sing about freedom. We're going to sing about who we are in Christ. We're going to point each other to Jesus and put our eyes to Jesus and say, you're greater than anything. You're greater than any of our problems. You're greater than any of our strife. You're greater than anything because nothing can stop you. You are the Lord Almighty. And then he says giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another out of reverence or fear for Christ. All those things happen when we're filled with the Spirit. We address one another in, in songs, we sing, make melody, we're giving thanks for everything to God and we're submitting to one another out of reverence or fear for Christ. And in this passage, guys, uh, chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 that Michelle read, I just want to note one thing in here, or a couple things, maybe a few things. (laughs) But one main thing. Chapter 6, verse 1, Paul starts out with children, obey your parents. And don't read over that. This whole time, Paul, he's, he's creating a family here. He's pointing us to Jesus. And Paul specifically, when I read this, I get this image like Paul is kneeling down to kid level and he's talking to the kids. Like where else in literature do you see someone like this addressing a letter like this to the kids, he's talking to the kids here, guys. Like, and then he's talking to the bond servants, or the slaves—a a, a stronger, a stronger translation. Like, where else you see that in literature? Paul is Paul is saying, "Gosh." We, this, is all, this is all in the context of being filled with the Spirit. This is all in the context of making melody to the Lord, giving thanks and everything, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Paul then gives examples of how to do that. He talks about wives and husbands. Now he specifically bends the knee to children. And then he does it to bondservants, to, to slaves, to people who are considered property. And he says, no, in the kingdom of God, everybody is made in the image of God. In the kingdom of God, everybody is equal in the image of God. That's the truth of the gospel. That is such a powerful thing, right? And we just kind of read over like children, blah, 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 obey your parents. No, guys, just just sit in the, the beauty of that for a second, that he is just, he's talking to the kids. He's talking to this other group that is ostracized, not just in society, but now he says, the church is a new society. It's a different society. It's a society where, where bond servants actually have the same rights and privileges as those who are rich. Wow. Like that's the gospel. That's a family of God. And so for Jesus this morning, I want to just, just read Ephesians one to you. Just listen. Um, try not to even follow along in your, in your Bibles. You can if you want. I'm not telling you not to do that. But sometimes it's good just to like, maybe even if you want, close your eyes and listen to the power in these words. Because if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, this is what you have in Christ. And then after I read this, we're going we're gonna to go into response. This is Ephesians 1. This is starting in verse in verse 3. I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm just going to highlight all of the blessings that we have in Christ Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. All of them. Not just some of them. You don't just have three and he has four or she has eight. Each one of us in Christ Jesus has every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. He has a plan for you that we should be holy and blameless before Him. You know yourself. You are not holy. You are not blameless. But in Christ you are. That's how He sees you this morning. He sees us as holy and blameless before Him in love, in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. In him we have redemption. We have been redeemed, we've been bought at a price, and his price was his blood, his life. And we have the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. And he has a plan for the fullness of time in Christ to unite all things in him. In him we have obtained an inheritance so that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And in him you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him and were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance. You know, Paul says later that we've been brought from death to life in Christ. And we talked about rising unity a few weeks ago in Ephesians chapter 4. And he says here in chapter 4, and this is the outworking of Ephesians chapter 1, guys. It's unity in the body. It's a family of God. And he says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord. Paul calls himself a prisoner a few times in this book. A prisoner for the Lord. Urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Guys, we have one job (laughs) as followers of Jesus. To walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace." So many of you guys are eager to maintain something else besides unity. We need to be eager to maintain unity at all costs eager to maintain unity at the bond of peace. Because there is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Notice here, he doesn't say there is one theological system. He doesn't say there is one theological preference. He doesn't say there is one this or one that. He says, nope, there is one Lord. There is one faith there's one baptism, there's one God, and Father of all. Stop uniting over things that aren't listed there. We unite over those things. That there is one Lord, that there is one Jesus, that there is one God, that there is one Father, that there is one baptism, and that we are in that. There is one body. And so... I want to continue pointing us to Jesus today. Like we are, if you are in Christ, if you are a follower of Jesus, we're in the throne room of heaven with Jesus. And so we're stepping into that and joining the saints in praising his name this morning. And so we're going to respond first with communion, uh, because this represents unity. This represents the body of Christ. This is one body that was broken for us. There weren't, there weren't, there wasn't more than one body broken for us on the cross. There wasn't more than one sacrifice for us. There was only one sacrifice for us, only one person who could do it. This is Jesus, and he gave himself up for us, and this is his body. This represents his body and his sacrifice for us. And so as you approach the table this morning, if you're a follower of Jesus, approach it in unity. If you cannot approach this table in unity, this is what it represents in the gospel, do not approach it. Do not come here. Okay? You have to approach it in unity. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians, he says because you have two divisions. You have people saying, we eat it first, people saying you eat it last because you're poor and we're rich. And he says, we get, and then you eat our crumbs over here. And Paul says, no, that is not unity. He says, when you approach the table like that, you actually pronounce judgment on yourself. This is one body, guys. This was actually, although it's different pieces now, it's taken from one loaf. We do that every Sunday. Take it from one loaf. So, if something is preventing you from stepping forward into unity this morning, then, then give it to the Lord. If you need to reconcile with somebody in here this morning, do that before you approach this table. Like this is a time of ministry and response. The band will be playing and singing and lead us in a song. Cecilia will lead us in this time and, and, and we may say some, thing, some more things, but, but um, this is a time for response. So the rest of our service, the next half hour, is gonna be us praising and worshiping Jesus together because when we do that, also in the scriptures, we have this instance of in, in Kings where where this spiritual warfare happens, and, and the spirit comes upon Saul and Paul, uh, not Paul, and David plays his harp, his lyre, and the evil spirit goes. It's Psalm. In Chronicles it says there's four thousand musicians singing and playing music day and night in the temple of the Lord. It's spiritual warfare. And so we're not just entering into this as a family guy, we're entering into battle right now for the gospel, for the beauty and the glory of God. And, and that's just by declaring the praises of the Lord, that's by sacrificing things that we're holding on to. that's by coming together in unity and seeing unity rise up and selflessness rise up, and consideration for others rise up in our church. That's beautiful, guys, because our, our, our lives are in Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father. So I'm going to pray for us, and then when you're ready to take communion, I invite you if you're a follower of Jesus, this is for you. Um, and, and so you can step out to your right and take communion at that time. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Spirit that leads us into all truth. Thank you that you're faithful even when we're faithless. Thank you that you loved us when we hated you. And it's only in you that we know how to love. Thank you that You've called us to have the same love. And God, it seems so hard sometimes to do that. But in you, all things are possible. And so I praise you for this week of heartache, of suffering for righteousness sake, I praise you for this week that was mentally and emotionally and spiritually so heavy on Missy and I and on our leadership team. Thank you that even through that you've made me more like you and I praise you for that. Even when it hurts, And so do that in our church today. Do that in your body, Lord Jesus. This is your church. This is your body. You have your way among us by the power of your Spirit. We love you, Jesus. Let us unite around that. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father who is in all, who is over all, who is through all, give us your mind, Lord Jesus, that we would have this mind among us, that you gave yourself up, humbled yourself in the form of a servant, being obedient to the point of death on a cross, that your name would be exalted. Oh, we love you so much, Jesus. Have your way among us now. In your name, amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.